Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Okay, welcome back to the Hurricane Hotline. Hour number two, as we uh, proceed toward 8 o'clock. And joining us will be University of Miami tight end, Will Mallory. I believe, uh, I'm not sure we have VBJ. I think we lost him. Do we have Don? We do not have Don Bailey Jr. currently. Do we have Will Mallory? Absolutely. Okay. Will Mallory, good evening and welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, thank you for having me. We were going to try to welcome you with a big highlight, but uh, we've got some chaos going on. At any rate, uh, <laughs> uh, you had yourself quite a night the other evening. You've got 13 catches so far this year, and four of them have gone for touchdowns. You've become the touchdown maker inside the red zone. Yeah, no, I've been fortunate to get the opportunity to make some plays and uh, help the team out a little bit, so hopefully I keep doing that and, uh, uh, yeah, help us win. What do you think that victory did the other night for your team's mindset? Yeah, I mean, I think that win was huge for for us as a team just to to be able to finish like that, come back from from a ten point uh, being down ten points, and, and just finish like that, play the way we did at the end of the game. I think it was huge, huge for us uh, and for the momentum of the rest of the year. You know, not every game is going to be a work of art, right? There are going to be games where you just got to tough it out and grind it out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and that was one of those games. I mean, uh, I mean, the end goal is just whatever you can do to win, and, and that's what we did. You have had to play without your sidekick, Brevin Jordan. Has that put more pressure on you because teams can devote more resources toward you? Uh, no, I, I mean, I wouldn't say say it puts more pressure on. I mean, we go out there every week and we work and um, know what we can do, and, and we're all confident in, in everyone's ability. So, um, no, no pressure on that. Just go out there and, and do what I know I can do. How about the game that De'Ara King put together the other night for you? Uh, maybe let's discuss a little bit about why he was so effective and the confidence that he brings to your team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, if you probably ask guys around the team, I mean, that, that kind of performance isn't a surprise to us. Uh, I mean, each week he comes in ready to work ready to perform and that's exactly what he did and he got to showcase it for for everyone else but we've been seeing that since the day he stepped foot on campus and um super happy for him um because because just he deserves every bit of that and uh he's a great player for us a great leader um and he adds adds so much to this team 
Hey, Will, Don Bailey here, and I, I just want to ask you about the importance of, of blocking for you. You seem to take so much pride in that. Everybody wants to catch the football. Everybody wants to, to, to get into the end zone, but it seems that you've really worked yourself uh, into a complete tight end. I know that, that Coach um, Freely just talks about your 5.30 workouts in the morning and how it's changed your, changed your presence on the field. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a, a part of my game that I always want to improve, and I still have so much more room to to keep getting better. Um, but absolutely, like you said, Coach Feely, that those five thirty in the morning workouts uh, definitely really helped me uh, be able to produce on the field, feel strong, feel confident. So, um, so that definitely helped me a lot. Will, you guys are backed up fourth quarter. You're backed up. Uh... Friday night, North Carolina State. It's a Black Friday. They've got the lead. What was the team's attitude on the game-winning drive and the touchdown pass to Mike Harley? What were you guys thinking about as you took the field? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it wasn't a surprise to us that that was happening. I think everyone had that that confidence that that we were going to go down and score. Um, and, and when it when it busted out and, and Mike ran all the way for the touchdown, I mean, it, it, it wasn't a surprise for us because we we knew exactly what we had to do. Uh, we just had to go out there and, and make some plays happen, and it's exactly what happened. Well, when you talk about work ethic, how have you seen a difference in that side of it, let's just say, in the last year? You know, let's take a comparison from where we were almost in, in November of last season to where you are right now. This team, when I'm at practice or, or when I talk to any of the coaches, they're just so impressed with how everybody's working together. But just the, the, the plain and simple amount of time you guys are putting in to be a great football team. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this year, especially, you can just tell that there's a different mindset uh, on on everyone on the team, coaches, players, everyone. That we know we have a special team, uh, we know we can do something special, and uh, but we we have to put in that hard work, and that's exactly what we do every week. So we know every week's going to be be a grind. So we go out there, and, and we just got to put in the work because at the end, we know it'll pay off. Will, what kind of lift uh, is it to see your receivers playing as well as they have been playing? Mike, uh, Mike Harley, Mark Pope, D. Wiggins. Yeah, I mean, I think it's only a matter of time. I mean, everyone knows how talented those guys are, and I'm super happy for them that, they, that they've been able to play as well as they have, and I know that they'll continue to do that. But, uh, I mean, we have a great, great room of guys there, and uh, we'll continue to see them keep making plays. Howard, do you think that you're influencing these younger t- the tight ends that you have in the room with you, and just the mentoring that uh, and the pride you take in that? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of interesting when me and Brevin came in. I mean we never really had those older guys to look up to, and and now that that's us. I mean I hope we're doing a good job. Uh, we've got an extremely talented room, and and all the guys, the younger tight ends are they're super good guys. They're super good players, and the future is bright for them. So. Hopefully we can help them out a little bit, but um, I know they'll do just fine. See, there lies uh, one of the problems the University of Miami's had through the years. You just said it. You came into a tight end room, and there there was nobody older there. And uh, so now you guys are the mm-hmm. older guys. And uh, Coach Diaz discussed in our last segment or earlier in the show about this junior class, uh, the bond that this junior class has, and uh, some of the leadership that is emerging out of your junior class. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know we were a pretty highly anticipated class coming in, um, and it took a year or two to, to to really kind of show what we what we can do. And 
uh, with with the couple years hopefully left that all of us can stay together, that that, that leadership really grows and that team chemistry builds more and more and, and we can really uh, do something special. Well, I know you're part of, of the running game and started off with a with a splash the first three games of the season, and then it kind of went into a little lull, and you had you had some success last week against NC State. Explain to our listeners that uh, how intricate the run game really is. There's a lot of timing. There's the steps have to be coordinated. The depth of the back, the handoff. There's more to it than just hand the ball off and run in this direction. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that, that's an extremely difficult part of the game. Uh, and, um, I mean, our backs have done a great job having all three of them. They're so talented and uh, extremely special players. So, I mean, it's only a matter of time uh, that they'll be able to, to keep doing what they've been doing. But it, it is a very difficult uh, aspect of the game, um, and it takes a lot of work and a lot of, a lot of study. But um, we'll be back up there, and, and they're doing a great job. Will Mowry, Hurricanes tight end, our guest on the Hurricane Hotline. Will, we are in the second week of November. You guys are playing an important game on Saturday against Virginia Tech. You're ranked ninth in the country, so every game is important right now. Do you feel a sense of joy or excitement that you are in November and you have something meaningful to play for? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, uh, we're extremely excited about how this season's going so far, um, but at the same time, we just got to take it week by week. Because uh, I mean, when you're playing uh, in in this conference and any conference, but you're playing these teams every week, um, each of those are big games. So we just got to take it week by week. Keep playing the way we know we can play, and uh, hopefully by the end of December and into January, we're exactly where we want to be. You know, well, I got the feeling watching you guys play that. Something something's changing, and, and what I mean by that is, is you were down in that football game. There were obstacles. There were kickoff returns. There was goal lines, touchdowns that uh, that you weren't given. There was coaching decisions that were made that that at the time, you know, the announcers might have said that you should have done this, you should have done that. But I, I got the feeling that. Miami never even blinked. You just knew if you just kept grinding through it that sooner or later it was going to pay off. And that's something that it takes a long time to instill in a program, but it seems like it's there. No, absolutely. Um, I think think the the trust that every player has in, in, in the other players, the other guys on the teams and our coaches is extremely, extremely strong. And that's something that we've built over the years in this last off season. Um, but that that's the, it gives us the ability to, to finish games like the way we did, uh, come together and, and achieve a common goal that we know uh, that we want to do and that we're able to do. So I think uh, just uh, the trust we have for everyone is is, uh, is what's helping us. And we've got a, a very good team that's uh, uh, bonded well and that we're a close-knit team. But uh, – I think everyone just uh, knows a common goal when we get together and we make it happen. Virginia Tech's hashtag, Will, is hashtag hard hat mentality. Is that the identity you guys are preparing for this Saturday? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know what kind of team they are. They're a very talented team. they got some extremely good players. Uh, they're a good defense, a good offense. So, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a hard fought game for sure, just like it is every week. Uh, so, we just got to put in the work that we know we have to, and uh, go out there and just play the game.
Well, I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to say, what do you think the reputation is that Miami is starting to have right now? What, what do you what do you think you've shown to the nation and to your opponents that this year's 2020 University of Miami team is is what? I mean, I hope people look at us and see that we're a fast and physical team that plays together and fights through adversity and does whatever they can do to get the W. Um, I think that's the kind of reputation we've built, and the coaches have done a great job of instilling that in us. Um, And I think we showcase that every week. You know, uh, Coach uh, Diaz had some pretty strong comments at at the end of his segment. And he said, I want people to know that the University of Miami does not have this reputation or we want, should not have a reputation of being front runners. Uh, this is a team mm-hmm. that has shown that they can play from behind. This is a team that has, some, uh, that has guts and is a unified team. What's it been like playing for him in his second year? Yeah, no, Coach Diaz is great, and I'm very lucky to play under him. And, and he's done a great job of, of building this, this team up. And exactly like what you said, just telling us of how it is and uh, of what this team is, what this team is able to do, and how special we are. Um, so him, from the whole staff, uh, everyone in this whole organization has done such a great job of, of coming together and, and trying to achieve what we know we can do. I want to hit on for a, a second the you know Derek King and and how he leads. I think there's going to be there's so much talking about you know the 400 yards passing and the 100 yards running and the five touchdowns, but w- when I see him, I see a leader. I see the way that he handles the sideline. I see the the way that he deals with Coach Lashley. I th- I don't think we never need to lose sight of of what he's meant to this football team or this offense as a pure leader at the quarterback spot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he brings that that uh, that special element. I mean, he he can he has a presence in the room, and he controls that huddle like no other. Um, the confidence he has, and his ability, the confidence he has, and everyone on the team, uh, is just something that that we really build off of. Um, I mean, like you guys said, I mean, his leadership is, uh, I think, one of his most special qualities as well. Because uh, I mean, you can really see the change that he's brought in and uh, the, the ability that he brings to the table. Not that this season is uh, anywhere from being over, but I want, I'm going to bring out my orange and green pom-poms for a moment. Can <laughs> your junior class have some kind of powwow about all coming back next year, and while you're at it, drag <laughs> Eric back with you, because you'd have one hell of a team. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, that's the plan. We want to get as many guys back as we can. Um, and, and keep building off of this. This uh, this team is special, and hopefully we get out uh, some of the same guys for years to come. Just remember, that University of Miami degree is very valuable once <laughs> your playing career is over, when you come back to town. Yes, sir. Lots of people remember who played for the University of Miami. And, and Will, I, I want to remind you that a master's from the University of Miami is even more valuable, <laughs> right? Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind getting one of those. What do we have? We have, what, what two weeks to go in the semester this semester? How's it going? Yeah, we've got about two or three weeks left. So, uh, no, it's going good. It's been a little different, obviously, but uh, I think everyone's made the best of it. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's been good so far. All right, very good. Well, keep being a touchdown maker. Uh, we always appreciate uh, having you on the show with us. Thanks very much. You're playing great, and keep it up. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. All right, take care. Thank That's you. Uh, University of yep, Miami tight end, 
Will Mowry did a great job the other night. Uh, 13 catches, four touchdowns. He is starting to look like some of these NFL tight ends that you see playing, like the two guys that played in the Super Bowl last year for the Chiefs and 49ers. I think we forget that these are still kids that are continuing to grow. You know, He hasn't stopped growing. No, Joe. You know, listen, he, he, he is at the 5.30 a.m. workout. That's his deal. I mean, he, he could, when you're at this level, meaning what class you're in, you get some, some uh, leeway in when you can go work out. He picks the first group, and he's the leader of the first group. And it, it, he'll be the first to tell you with Coach Feely from the strength room, that's changed his whole game. And you talk about the transformation of his body. He, he came in, and you and I were there. He looked more like a wide receiver. And he showed up this year for camp, and, and now he's looking, like you said, an, an NFL tight end. Now he comes from a, an NFL family and, and, a, and a college football family, so he understands the business, but he also understands what he's turned himself into physically. And as everybody heard, there's not a finer young man uh, in America than that guy playing college football. Yeah, he's uh, turning himself into a Travis Kelsey uh, tight end type. Kelsey's 260 pounds. Mowry's 235. Uh, or Kittle's now. You know he's only a junior in college. Will Mowry got ways to go, but he is becoming a physical presence at the tight end position. University of Miami basketball team. Uh, the ACC did announce a schedule today. UM did announce their basketball schedule. They're going to begin the basketball season on November 25th, the night before Thanksgiving. They will play Stetson at home. No fans at home in December. Hurricanes uh, first conference game, first ACC game will be on the 16th of December. December the 16th, Miami will play Pittsburgh. They'll close out the year, the, this particular year, with an ACC game on December 29th or 30th at Virginia Tech. Another highlight of the early season schedule, Miami will play Purdue uh, in the ACC Big Ten Challenge on Tuesday, December the 8th. But the ACC schedule begins on December the 16th against Pittsburgh. When we come back, Mike Harley will join us on the show. Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my favorite parts of the show, Williamson Cadillac. Ed Williamson, his lovely light, his lovely wife, Carol Williamson, they've been a part of Miami's community for over 52 years. They have fostered goodwill. They have fostered pride in service at Williamson Cadillac. They serve this community with the same essence that represents the people who live here because Williamson is Miami. And Williamson, Williamson Cadillac, Ed Williamson, they are known for their integrity and their honesty. You can experience everything that Williamson Cadillac has to offer with its award-winning lineup. Make a statement in their unmistakable XT crossovers engineered to stand out. I have the XT4. You can excite your senses in Williamson's CT sedan series dedicated to performance, or you can ride in the original icon, the Cadillac Escalade. Visit their state-of-the-art facility, which is conveniently located at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway, or view their entire lineup at WilliamsonCadillac.com. Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. 41-37. 
King claps his hands. Snap comes back, throws it to Harley. Get it, get it, get it, get it. The ball. Harley's headed for the end zone. I'm Harley's back. Hold on. 15, 10, 5, <laughs> Harley into the end zone. Touchdown. It's a touchdown for Miami. It's a 53-yard touchdown from King to Harley. The magic comes out of the bottle, and De'Ara King puts Miami in front. 43 to 41 with 2. 43 to go in the game. Yeah. Someone please crown the king. De'Eric King with the throw and Miami with the catch. Of course, of course, Mike Harley on the other end of that one, taking it into the end zone. And just like that, Mike Harley is our guest who comes up with a game-winning touchdown for the University of Miami back-to-back weeks. Mike Harley goes uh, for a big game. Mike, congratulations. How are you tonight? Hey, man, appreciate it. And, uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing good. You, you, you didn't get us too excited on that play. You probably heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was hearing it. I was like, oh, wow. That's crazy. Hey, Mike, what's it What's it like being a, a, a young man that grew up in South Florida, you played your high school football in South Florida, You've worked your, you've worked as hard as you can work, and now it's starting to happen for you. Is it, is it just, uh, how good do you feel? Is it a, a relief that you are turning into something special um, so far this season? Yeah, it, it, it's definitely uh, a relief, but it's mainly like just trusting the process because you know in every aspect, you know, you know, little league football, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas in high school. Until like now, you know, I'm always was a late bloomer, and um, you know, it all 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 the great things happened for me um, towards the back end. So I just felt like I just got to be that hard worker and that person to keep the faith, and then everything's gonna come to the light soon, soon but later. Mike, take us through the game-winning catch. <clears throat> it's a slant. You get inside, and uh, you catch the ball, and then you show some strength as you're able to maintain your balance. Take us through the touchdown. Uh, you know, going in that play, we actually uh practice that play in practice, and um, more majority of the time, King throws that ball to uh the left side to the out route, to you know just pick up uh five to ten yards for a first down, but it was man coverage, and um, you know they send an all out blitz, safety blitz, and the guy that was picking me, he was like like five yards, ten yards off, you know, and I and I knew before the snap, like okay, cover one, he's coming to me. So I ran my route, I flattened, flattened the slant so, you know, I could protect the throw, even though it, it would have been a catch run or a catch a tackle. Protect the throw. And then um, caught the ball. The guy hit me about stuff. And as I was stumbling, I was just like, oh, snap, I'm gone. So when I when I felt the guy hit me and fall, all I remember is just like, all I said in my head, like, stay up, stay up, stay up. And I just picked my knees up and scored a touchdown in the rest of history. When when you think back on on that ball game, I, I look at it that Miami was challenged the entire sixty minutes, offensively, defensively, special teams. But I have to tell you, Mike, I never felt that you guys were were going to break, and I never felt you were out of the ball game. Talk about the energy that was on the sideline and in the locker room the full sixty minutes. Yeah, the full sixty minutes. Um, you know, NC State they hopped out. And, um, you know, offense, we responded. Defense, it was adjusting. Adjusting, adjusting. NC State, you know, attacked us, came again. And, you know, offense, we responded. 
going on us. The sideline, we was all um, mellow. We was, we was chill. We was calm. We wasn't panicking at all because we know what type of what type of group this is, what type of team this is. Going into halftime, you know, um, Coach Diaz said a, a meaningful speech. Uh, you know, I heard Gilbert, Fyerson, and uh, probably I think Nesta and Quincy that was over there talking to their defense. King and Corey Gaynor was walking around the offensive side, you know, telling everyone, stay calm, we got this, we got this. And, you know, we came out second half and pulled it through. Uh, we didn't panic because, like, we know. Like, we, we, this team, we hold a rope, man. We don't give in. We're not giving up. Coach, uh, we talked to uh, Coach Diaz uh, yesterday. Don and I spoke with Coach Diaz yesterday about your touchdown. And he said one of the great things about it was, number one, the strength you showed on maintaining your balance, going back to Coach Feely. And number two, in practice, that's how you finish every run, to the end zone. Yes, uh, no doubt. It starts with Coach Feely. You know, when he first came in, he had us warming up, doing cartwheels and frog hops and front flips and stuff. We all looking crazy, like, what is this guy doing, man? He, uh, we never did this before. But – like, it's crazy that it translates to the field, you know, with the balance and all the gymnastics and stuff like that. And then coming with the with the, with the the finish, that every time I catch a ball in practice, even though it, it can be routes on air, it can be scout team, even can be like like a, a walkthrough period. I catch the ball and I, and I burst or I finish at least 15, 20 yards after the catch. And sometimes I tell the younger guys, I say, when you catch a ball, Run all the way to the end zone. Practice, practice like it's the game because you're going. You, it's, it's a great feeling of scoring, and when you score in practice, it's going to come in the game. So every time I catch a ball, I just take advantage. I just finish through the end zone. Don't don't care how tired. Don't care how many reps I have. It's just a thing I practice and the mindset, the way I practice. Mike, explain to our listeners and, and and our fans the the importance of doing a little extra work in college football. I remind everybody that it's a 20-hour week and it's really a 17-hour week because you got to throw in travel. But your ability to stay after practice, Coach Diaz says it was after the Virginia game the next morning. He said less than 12 hours after we played that Mike Harley was in the indoor practice facility working on the jugs machine. The extra time and the extra hours and the extra effort, that's what takes you over the top. Yeah, man, no doubt. You know, um, like you said, you know, college football, everyone do the same thing. You know, uh, 20 hours of work and, you know, same lift. Uh, we do the same sprints. You know, we do the same thing in practice. We just compete against each other. But it's going to separate you to be that, that top dog, that guy, that, um, you know, that blue-collar guy that everybody can depend on and be that individual to stand out in the nation to do the extra work to separate yourself. Because, you know, um, you know, coming in, you know, everyone worked hard, but I just felt deep inside, and I made a promise with myself. It was actually after the Clemson game. I made a promise with myself. Um, you know, I want to be remembered. I want to be the hardest working guy. Like, it's not too late to turn, to turn this around, meaning myself and, you know, this offense and the receiver unit around. And I was like, you know, it's, it's not too late, and I made a promise to myself. So every day after practice, uh, I kept some extra jugs. Even it's like 100 balls. Or I go sixty balls, depending on the time limit I have, and um, I, I just hit that weight room and just do extra work because I know it's going to benefit me and I know it's going to benefit this team. So yeah, I just want to be that type of guy to have that contagious pass down from the guys that come in, guys that's looking up and playing underneath. 
You know, I think that's a really good approach because I've always said, and Don and I have talked about this, that if you're going to leave the University of Miami, and certainly you've stayed for four years, but if you're going to leave the University of Miami, you should leave as something. Number one receiver in the ACC, all ACC, all American, hardest worker. You should leave the UM as something. So I think that's a good goal on your part. Also, do you think that uh, – the way you've played, do you think it's also become contagious with Pope and Wiggins because their play is also picked up? Yes, most definitely. You know, um, I got a text from Wiggins probably last week. He was like, man, Mike, I seen you the way you play Virginia game, man. I'm going to stay out the practice with you. I'm going to do this and that. And that shows, like, my leadership bringing them, the younger guys along. And, um, and, you know, and it shows on Saturday, you know. Um, and then every day on Green Tree, working hard, practicing. Every time I see them catch a ball, I tell them finish. You know, finish. Go to the go to the end zone. Blah blah. Look the ball in. You know, I, I basically I'm a coach out there, and I handle my business as a player. But for the majority of the time, I'm I'm that big brother. I'm the coach out there. You know, one of the things I think we learned is that this game is important to you. Uh, we saw your emotion. Uh, maybe we can just wrap this up a little bit about why it was so emotional to you and why it has become so important to you uh, in, in your final year at the University of Miami. Um, you know, not really speaking on myself. I'm going to put that to the side. But the reason why I was really crying because, it's like, the game really – I felt like the game really came down to me making that play. You know, it was a team effort. You know, the lineman had to block. The king had to get the ball to the ball. But I felt like the university was on that on that pigskin, and I felt like I took that university and ran with it and, and saved us, the whole university. My so, so I was like, I'm coming in my freshman year trying to play, you know, get, get a couple starts to be like, you know, just a person out there on the field to a guy that actually putting university on their back. And um, just you know, not talk about me individually, but just it, it was so emotional. Like wow, like my my role I play is like really helping this team. Just well, not feeling like a sister on the roster. Well, you're playing great. Uh, the last two weeks have been uh, fabulous to watch, and uh, you had us all leaping out of the chair. The other night, uh, keep it up. We got a big game coming up on Saturday, so keep it up. Thanks so much for joining us here tonight. And hey, by the way, happy birthday to your mom! Happy birthday to your mother! Ah <laughs> oh, man, appreciate it. Appreciate it. I tell her. <laughs> All right, Mike, take care. Thank you, Mike. Yes, sir. All right, that's uh, Mike Mike Harley joining us. We have a uh, wide receivers coach Rob Likens coming up next. Before we go to that break, before we go to Coach Likens and, and take a break. You know, he, he just said something about the locker room, about Frierson and Silvera talking and De'Ara King. Do you remember when you played? Wasn't that like the fun part of participating in a great game at halftime oh where God. somebody got emotional and then it all worked out at the end? Do you remember those times? Oh, I sure do. I, 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 those are the fondest of all the memories. And I, I think what we're seeing here, Joe, and I, and I, it, it just keeps itself going. And it doesn't mean you got to win every single game for this thing to, to continue to grow, but you're seeing an investment. And you listen to Mike Harley and his story about how he wanted to come in and be the hardest worker as a freshman and how hard he's worked. But it's taken that hard work three and a half years to pay off. 
and it's paying off right now. And there is relief in that, but there's also proof in that that if you if you follow the system and you trust the system, that good things are going to come. And and here is a guy that really his bust his back every second that he's been here, and it's paying off. And he's having the the second half of his senior year is turning out to be nothing short of spectacular. If he can keep this going, I believe he will. And every every everybody has their day. And he's another guy that can come back next season if he wants to, Joe. If he wants to, yep. 18 catches in the last two games. When we come back, uh, Coach Likens, wide receivers coach of the University of Miami, joins us next on the Hurricane Hotline. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. Then claps his hands, are going to rush six. Yep. He's going to put the ball in the air, puts it deep for Wiggins. He's got it for a touchdown and over the shoulder catch. It's a touchdown for Wiggins, 39 yards. A heavenly throw from King to Wiggins, and Miami's within one. Wolfpack brings six. Miami goes over the top for six. They're giving that cushion to Wiggins, and he eats it up. What a throw by Derek King. And what a catch by D. Wiggins. The receivers are playing really well right now for the University of Miami. Harley, Pope, Wiggins, and joining us is wide receiver coach Rob Likens. I think this is Coach Likens' first uh, shot on the Hurricane Hotline, Don. At any rate, Coach. You're going to love him, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Coach, welcome to the show. And uh, thanks for being with us. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Uh, Your receivers are really playing well right now. Uh, Take us through the progress. Uh, of the receivers, the work they put in, and, and why you think they're starting to emerge right now? Yeah, you know, it's it's a process getting the passing game together. Um, the run game is, happens can happen so much quicker um, because, you know, all you're doing is relying on, you know, the offensive line to get initial blocks that happen right now and you're handing the ball off and the running back can do his deal. But the passing game has, you know, so many different elements, uh, so many things that, could actually, you know, go wrong, you know, and so you have to shore all that stuff up. There's a relationship that the quarterbacks and the wide receivers have, and um, what happens is, you know, um, through the summer, through years of being together, um, they develop this relationship. You know, we went through this same thing when I was at Cal, Berkeley, and we had a pretty decent quarterback there by the name of Jared Goff, and, um, and we had several receivers, and it, it just takes a while, man. It takes a while to work on um, and to get that relationship, to get that comfort level as a quarterback. you got these guys running at you, trying to kill you. You're dropping back, and you got to know for a fact that your receiver is going to be exactly where you know he's supposed to be so I can throw the ball before he's open. That is the key to uh, high-level execution at the college, collegiate, in the NFL level. you got to throw the ball before the receiver's open. And we are starting to get there, guys. Coach Lakins is with us uh, here on the Hurricane Hotline. I think we lost Don. Uh, at any rate, Coach, um, the the strategy that you guys put in, you must have a ball in your preparation 
uh, between you and Coach Lashley with all the places you've been, uh, combining the spread and the air raid, how much of all that goes into your game plan week to week? Yes, that's a great question. You know, we do. We bounce a lot of ideas. But there's one thing that helps us, um, I guess, me being older too, you know, is, is I've been through this so many times, is you can have all these great ideas, but you got to also remember that these guys are showing up at the building, you know, and, and you know, they got to go to class, and there's all these NCAA rules. You're only allowed to be with them so many hours a week. So you can't just go and incorporate all these ideas. And that's the same thing with an offense. An offense grows and it builds as the season goes on. And, you know, so as you, you can tell, you know, we're starting to do little more things to attack people. But those build on on top of things, you know. And so every week is building on another week because uh, you can't just throw all these things at these kids right at once. There's no way they're going to be able to pick it up and execute it at a high level. So as the season goes on, we should be getting better, you know, on offense and getting better in the execution level of the passing game. Not to mention, you only had four days of spring football to put in all these concepts uh, for these kids, which, uh, to be fair, it's the third offense they've had in three years. Absolutely. And I don't think people understand how hard it is for uh, an offensive lineman, a wide receiver, a quarterback. If you have three different wide receiver coaches or or however many and and, and you know in, in a couple of years you got all different people telling you different things and they believe very strongly in those things as you could imagine and so you know a kid might be hearing this from another coach do this do this do this another guy walk in and go don't do that don't do that and you know that causes confusion in a kid and so you know it really helps uh to have guys that you know that have been around have been through it, know how to relate to kids, which I think is one of my strong points uh, as a coach and also Coach Lashley and the other coaches on offense. Um, and so, we, you know, we kind of understand that. And so, you know, we understand that it's going to be a process and to be patient with them. How is Jeremiah Payton coming along? Last year, we always tell the story, Don and I, we watched him in one of the scrimmages. He caught a touchdown pass, and then he did about 17 flips across the back of the end zone. And so uh, we're, we're, we're still waiting for that. But uh, it looks like he's got great athleticism. He's getting into games a little bit more each time. Had a catch the other night. But it looks like he's got a lot of potential. Oh, amen. I, I, I love that kid. Uh, the sky's the limit for him. Um, we are so excited about him. I know that the fans want to see him more, and all. It, it, it's coming. Uh, trust me, it's coming. Uh, Jeremiah is—he's he, too good of a player, uh, and he's just his. You know, like I said, his progress is coming along. You're going to start to see more and more and more of him. Hey, coach, I—I uh, I fell off. I had a little technical difficulty here, but so <laughs> this question was asked. I apologize, but. You know, I've had the opportunity to, to watch you uh, the few spring practices that there were, and then I've had the chance to be out there during the fall. And I want to clarify that your group works hard, and they work very hard, and you work them hard uh, every, every single every single day and every single rep. And, you know, Mike Carley was talking about that they've learned how to work harder and this and that, but I want to go on the record and say you got a witness. Those guys have been, have been going at it every single, every single rep. Yeah, well, thanks for saying that. I know, I know, I saw, 
you know, Mike's interview and what he said. And I think if you was to ask Mike that question again, what he was referring to was, if you want to be a great player, with all of our NCA rules that we have, coaching hours, I'm not allowed to hold these guys after practice for an extended period of time and coach. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Um, you have to, it's a very strict rules on, on this is how many hours you're allowed to be with these guys. And so I coach them extremely hard when I am allowed to. And if they want to be great players, they themselves have to put in the extra work of film watching and, you know, coming in extra, which they have been doing a great job of and catching jugs on their own and throwing balls with Derek all on their own. Uh, and we're not allowed to be out there. We're not allowed to instruct them. Uh, and so I think what Mike was trying to say was, you know, that was the secret to becoming a better player is the work that you got to do outside on your own. Uh, and that's like in any profession. That's right. It doesn't matter. If you want to earn more money, you got to work a little overtime. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. I mean, you, you guys don't just show up and, you know, hey, I got to be there at 8 and get on the radio. I'm sure you do some stuff on your own to rehearse and get ready. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Everybody thinks we just parachuting into the booth. Uh, speaking, <laughs> of that, spe- speaking of that, uh, the challenge on Saturday is in uh, the Virginia Tech secondary. Let me give you some of their numbers. Jamari Connor, 22. This will be his 34th game. Divine Diablo, 17, to be his 48th game. Devin Taylor, 24, to be his 35th game. And Waller, 28, to be his 28th game. So you know that, one, they're experienced, and, two, that they're going to be revved up for this challenge of Miami coming in. Oh, absolutely. I'm sitting here watching them right now. Uh, 22 is a really good player. Uh, he's their nickel, lines up on the slot. Him and Mike Harley are going to have a really fun day getting after each other. Uh, but he is a, an exceptional player. 17 is uh, very just – he's a long, athletic, big guy. Uh, and then, you know, they, they actually play a lot of different corners. And, they're you know, their safety is 24, good player. Uh, but they've played probably five or six different corners in games this year. So they got a lot of guys with experience. They can roll in and out. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a tremendous challenge. I'm looking forward to it. You know, when I was coaching at Temple, you know, back in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s, that's when, you know, besides Miami, that's when Virginia Tech was really rolling with their defense. And, uh, you know, same thing with last time I've been in Blacksburg, you know, that, that didn't have good, didn't have a great time. <laughs> I remember their defense and they always bring it there and they have tough defensive players. Coach, talk about the importance. I mean, I don't know that I want to share with people. You know, you played wide receiver in the Southeastern Conference, and and you've been around the country. You've been an offensive coordinator. You've been a receivers coach. You've worked with quarterbacks. Just the, just the wealth of experience that you have as a, as a former player and a coach at different positions all over the nation – What's this University of Miami program like? You you had the chance to to tour the world and, and do some great things. What's it like coaching here at UM? Oh man, good question. And I can t- the that the first thought that comes to my mind was when I first got here. It was like the next day, I was already out there doing the um, uh, early morning workouts pre spring, and it was my first day. And uh, I just watched the kids. We, we, we have um, – they, they lift – or I'm sorry, 
they work out. We do the early morning workouts here in the facility in the indoor. And right before they come out, um, we play a lot of music and everything to get them all revved up. But they open up this door. It's like this door comes open up and the kids come running through to the workout. And a lot of the places I've been, kids aren't real fired up to work out at like 6 o'clock in the morning, as you can imagine, <laughs> or, or whatever. You know, you know, you, you, know, you got to kind of talk them into it sometimes. But I remember when that door opened up, y'all, and I saw our players crawling on the ground as the door opened up to get into the indoor to come to the workout. I was like, oh, my God, I've never seen this before. I'm at a totally different place. And that's when I knew Coach Diaz had had just this culture, uh, you know, that he has made here. Uh, it is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. And I just look forward to every day when Coach Diaz talks to the team. I feel like I could put the pads on at 53 and, you know, I could probably put it, I don't know, about three or four plays in there full speed. But I just love listening to him talk and, and just because he coaches the minds of the kids. And I think that's the best thing that I've ever been around is listening to him. He coaches our players' minds. Uh, which I don't think a lot of guys do a great job of, uh, and he just does a tremendous job. And that's what I love about being here. Well, Coach, uh, I already talked to Cameron Gorby. I texted him, our communications director, and said we're going to need more time with Coach Likens. We need him on the show again because we'll talk more about the air raid down the road and uh, spread offense and all that. But thank you so much uh, for joining us here tonight. Uh, Your receivers are doing a great job, big improvement, and – uh, keep it up, and uh, best of luck against the Hokies on Saturday. All right, guys. Hey, I would love to come back, talk some football anytime, man. Appreciate you. All right, All thank right, you coach. very much. All right, that's uh, Coach Rob Likens with us, and uh, he's fired up. I think everybody's fired up after that, right? Joe, you get co- you get Coach Likens at 5 in the morning, at, at noon, at 8 o'clock at night. That's the energy he brings all the time. So, And, and I was sincere. When you won't go watch it practice, them guys are working. There's no, there's nobody taking one rep off in that wide receiver room. Right, well, uh, He's doing a great job. We, uh, we will be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock with Hurricanes Replay. You and I will break down Virginia Tech and some of the key games inside the ACC. So, uh, great job tonight. Thanks to all of our guests, Coach Diaz, Coach Lakins, uh, Will Mowry, and Mike Harley. And uh, Don will talk to you tomorrow. Okay, Joseph, have a good evening. And thanks, Dan Day, for doing a great job. Thanks to our producer, Dan Day, and uh, thank you for listening here to us tonight, and have a great evening, everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.